0: Hey everyone, welcome to our monthly podcast where we discuss different topics that are relevant to Lehigh. I'm your host, Cameron.
1: And I'm Melanie.
0: And the mayor is sticking around today for the whole podcast as we talk about Lehigh's year in review. So let's get to it.
2: Mayor Johnson, welcome. Oh. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here this morning.
0: (laughs) Well, we're happy to have you. This is going to be a different podcast for us today because usually we have different uh, guest speakers, but today it's all about Mayor. Yeah. So it's going to be a good day. How much fun. (laughs) So
1: much fun, Mayor. Gosh.
0: (laughs) Well, Mayor, today we thought it might be uh, fun to talk about 2022 and some of the main things that we uh, saw happen in Lehigh throughout the year. Um, so this is kind of a chance to talk about some of those big projects and uh, maybe give some highlights and some new information or just a review for our residents. Does that sound all right with you? Yeah, that's great. All right. All right. Good. Well, let's start with um, with our fiber project. We've talked about that on the podcast a couple of different times. Um, what is the latest uh,
2: with fiber? Well, we've started construction, which is just uh, fantastic. Uh, so we've, uh, uh, taken pre-registrations on connections and we're looking very well on those. I think we're, uh, right around 30%, probably over 30% right now. Uh, but you know, we've, we've selected ISPs. So we have, uh, five Alexa, excellent ISPs that are going to be joining the network that citizens will have an opportunity to choose from. And the pricing looks really good.
0: Yeah. And, and so over 30% for uh, pre-registrations for that, we kind of had a target of what we needed um, those pre-registrations to look like in order for us to feel like this was going to be a, a
2: good start to the project. What was that target? That target was 30%. Oh, hey. There oh, we look at
1: us. Good job.
2: <laughs> so we anticipate that, you know, as well as things are going, we probably will hit the 50% mark and higher. That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome.
1: That's so great.
0: And if you drive down uh, the main main uh, downtown area, kind of by Wines Park, you can see where they're doing that construction. It's really, really kind of interesting because it's just this tiny narrow uh, cut that they're making in the road uh, to put that fiber into it.
2: Yeah, that that fiber will be buried. I think the trench is is uh, cut about sixteen inches deep, and that fiber is uh, laid down in the bottom of that, and then I they uh, of course fill that up, and it's a great an efficient way to get things done i understand they expect to do once we're through a lot of this wet weather that they can do three blocks a, a week wow
1: wow that's pretty fast i feel like they move fast even just as i've been driving by it's like see them slowly like going down the road like good job strata we to, <laughs> to get that keep in. cutting that concrete
0: <laughs> asphalt that's good yeah. that's good well, great. We're we're excited about that. And we're still um, expecting to see some connections uh, in spring, early summer. Does that
2: sound about right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's when we hope for them. So, yeah, everybody wants to be first. So uh, I still don't know who's going to be connected first. We know the area. But I, I anticipate that uh, from the number of people we're hearing from, that everybody wants to be online soon with this new fiber system. Yeah, we ought to have some sort of like first connection gets a box of donuts or something, you know,
0: I don't know, some sort of celebration. That'd be a great idea. That is a good idea. (laughs) Way to go, Cameron. (laughs) All right. So uh, this year we also, in 2022, the the city council uh, approved uh, construction of a new building that's going to be on our city hall campus. Can you tell us a little bit about that building?
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, So we have to replace the library. Uh, It is very old. A lot of people don't realize how old that building is. Uh, We have a leaky roof, uh, along with a number of other problems in that building. And uh, it was actually the old cafeteria for the old junior high that used to be the old high school. So for those who have been around here for a long time, that kind of puts it in perspective how old that building is. But that building needs to be replaced, and because of the size of our city and the services that we have to maintain now to our citizens, we need some more office space. So in conjunction with that, we'll build a new library and we'll build an expansion uh, onto the existing office uh, that we have now so that we have uh, places for people to actually sit down to do their jobs. Yeah, and um if you uh
0: we obviously had a, a very wet December and January and if you happened to be in the library in December oh. or January, you would have seen the dripping water coming from the ceiling um and running down some of those pillars. Um that just goes to uh the mayor's point that there's definitely a need for a new building there.
1: Especially with books, you don't want those to get wet. I don't know if you know that it's kind of a problem yeah i
0: guess (laughs) guess that could be yeah that's good to know yeah that's good so So don't read your books in the rain don't (laughs) get your books wet thanks for being here Mel yeah (laughs) (laughs) no that's exciting so um so when do we expect for construction to
2: start with that what where are we in that process you know uh, right now uh we've been through the uh, uh process of selecting an architect uh to design the building uh we've uh some of us have toured some other city facilities that are similar to what we're looking at building uh, had a very good experience and got some very great ideas of what we uh, needed to do and pay attention to uh, so right now i we should be selecting an architect uh, fairly soon uh, to start laying out some of the initial designs now that's exciting, that exciting. what are your hopes for what uh, the building will represent uh in our community well, I'm I'm hoping that the building will point to a little bit of our history. In fact I'm anticipating that it will. And uh uh because, you know, we've lost a lot of our old buildings. We've we've heard that or I've heard that complaint a lot that of a, a lot of our old buildings here in Lehigh uh, have been taken down or had to be and a lot of people don't realize is Lehigh is one of the oldest cities in in Utah. And because of that, a lot of the initial buildings that were built here were not built with adequate foundation, adequate materials. Uh, they were just hard to just rebuild. So that was the reason that that's happened a lot. But uh, of course, we can do things better. I, I like to point to the uh, public safety building that we have now, and how that has a sense of uh, uh, modern to it. But it also honors some of our old you know, old buildings, the Broadbent building,
0: yeah, I Public Safety building. building is beautiful, and yeah. uh, they really did a great job at at uh, representing the old the history of Lehigh, I think
1: I think so too, and I think I know that the library has a lot of history with that building. But we have so many people that want to use our library, and they've just been waiting for something. So I think it's so exciting to be able to kind of give them the opportunity to to get that new building. So
2: yeah, this this will be a much uh, better building than we have now it'll just function better and i think i think that's something to get excited about you too all right so uh
0: yeah that's going to be a, a great project for us and we're looking forward to that for sure so uh,
2: a triple a rating for lehigh city tell us about that oh first time ever <laughs> yeah so uh, uh in the bond process uh we have to go meet with uh some rating agencies uh I've had to do that a few times in in my administration here, and and in our most recent one, we went back and we met with a couple agencies, and uh, Fitch had when gave us a report after we were done, and we got our first AAA rating uh, here in Lehigh City, and so that's that's actually a big deal. And uh, people may ask, well, what does that mean to me, and why is that important? Well, that is important because the higher rating you have on. on uh, higher rating capacity you have on your bonds means that people will will loan money to the city at a much better rate and we've found that to be true already yeah oh, that's and great. That's a, that's a big deal um do you know much about other
0: cities are are there other cities that kind of have this triple a rating or is that kind of a pretty pretty prestigious kind of like i know we've been kind of at a double a AA plus for a while uh different different ratings like that what do you know about um how uh how common it is to get a triple a rating
2: well the rating rating is often dependent on size as well so they look at the population of your city and uh and and in developing that i mean you have to be a certain size before you can get the triple a i do not know what other cities have triple a but i do believe it's not common wow
1: great i don't really know much about the topic i'm just soaking it all in like i think good job for lehigh way to get a triple a
2: yeah it doesn't mean just because you live in lehigh you can call a tow truck you know if you broke down on the that's side of the road that's <laughs> not know. that so i don't want anybody. we all have triple a memberships i know i was <laughs> gonna say wow <laughs> here we
0: have just but one is, of the
2: perks it, of living in lehigh Yeah, it is important <laughs> to the city to, to get that rating and it will it will save us uh uh well has the potential of saving us millions of dollars into the future that's That's good news
1: yeah especially with how everything's growing so to be able to have that is really nice yeah um so one thing i'm kind of excited about is um the family park and that we've been working to expand that and also that there's funding for a large all abilities park and amphitheater that one makes me very excited but do you want to talk a little bit more about all of what's going on there
2: yeah i'd be happy to uh, you know, the, the the family park is going to be one of our first regional parks that we have, and we have ground for more than just that. So we're pretty fortunate right now because we have acquired uh, property to uh, increase, you know, the green space in our city, which uh, which we were short on, and by all national standards, we needed to increase that. And So we're working on that. The family park is uh, about, I think it's... I want to say 89 acres right now with the uh, last purchase addition up there. Uh, it's where the Arsenal uh, uh, soccer fields are at. And this year we finished the uh, the south parking lot as part of that. We'll be building the parking lot on the east side of that. And moving north from those soccer fields, we'll have our All Abilities Park, which we're very excited about, and the council has uh, – has visited some of those other All Abilities Park in other communities and pretty impressed. Uh, we need one here. Uh, we also have the amphitheater that's planned there. And right now, that whole design is in process. And I'm I'm very excited to be able to see the final design and layouts of that so we can make some comments on that and move forward. But we do have the budget to, to build that this year. And so we're going to start... In Family Park, we've got the soccer field. We're going to move forward with this phase, and then move forward from then on.
1: That's so great. I I think those are both such needed things in Lehigh. But the one thing I love about the All Abilities, it's just another way that we're looking to, you know, make sure everyone feels included and and kind of make that diversity in Lehigh. And I love that that's happening.
2: Well, I you know I've I've personally been to two parks, actually three uh that have been built uh, that they term as all ability parks and mm-hmm. and particularly one i noticed that it, you know it, it, it's pretty impressive because all the kids are playing together regardless if they have some you know some struggles or something some physical uh thing that makes it a little difficult for them to get around they're all playing together with all the kids mm-hmm. they're all there having fun
1: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, kids kids just want to play. That's the <laughs> real thing. They don't mind. That's all they care about. <laughs> that's all they care.
0: <laughs> so, Mayor, I know that this park in particular has um, been in the works for in Lehigh for probably coming on 20 years almost. What does it mean to you to be able to see this finally, finally make some progress in the development of this area?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's been about 18 years, so, yeah, you're pretty close. Uh, it's just nice to see it happening. It would have been nice if it had happened years ago. It could have been done for a lot better price, but there's been a lot of controversy on that that park. And every time we plan something, uh, we've had uh, people who wanted something else. And so it's been a struggle. But that has led to the ability to us to find and purchase other land. I mean, we have we've taken over Willow Park. And we're making improvements down there. We planted a lot of trees down there. The dog park is in, in process down there, which we've had a lot of people request that. Uh, we've improved the camping area. And a lot of people, well, who wants to camp in the city? Well, that's actually in pretty high demand. So we're, I'm excited to see what's happening at Willow Park. We have the the Mellor Roads Park. Uh, also, right now, we're, we're bringing in film material. Once we purchase that, we, I don't know if we knew it at the time we purchased it, but it was, uh, it, it was too low to be built on. It, it, it had some flood ca- characteristics that we had to mitigate. And so that is being, uh, we're having material brought in right now for free to fill that up. And uh, it's coming from a, a, a one contractor in particular who's working on 1900 South, and that's where they're putting that material. So that's where our sixth ball field is going to be. And we're going to have some pickle uh, ball courts down there, and there's already a small play Uh, structure down there for younger kids and so uh, excited about that then we have our dry creek property right and and i know people wanted to see that finished this year but because of the drought it doesn't doesn't pay a lot to have a recreation water facility with no water in it this year it'll probably have water but (laughs) i don't know so we'll will the council will meet and we'll decide how to uh, start working on the improvements there to make that a great recreation facility
1: That's so great. I feel like when I first started, it was all like, "Oh, these things were kind of happening," and now it's like, "Oh, these things are all really finishing." Like (laughs) that's so great to see.
0: We're moving forward, so yeah, Yeah, that's good. It's good to see some progress there. So, all right, and then finally, Mayor, let's talk a little bit about the pressurized irrigation meters that are being installed throughout the city. So, this is something that is um, mandated to us through state law that we need to install these pressurized irrigation meters at every uh, connection in the city. And we started um, started that project in October. What what can residents expect as we uh, move forward with that?
2: Well, first let me say that I think uh, that our citizens, well, I know our citizens have actually responded really well to the request that they conserve water. So our our citizens need to be commended for that. Uh, They've done an excellent job, and I was actually hoping we would never have to see meters. But I spent the uh, day all day yesterday up at the Hill uh, with uh, the League of Cities and Towns and some of our legislators up there, and I know when they want to do something up there and they make a lot, it doesn't matter what the cities feel, we have to follow that. One of those laws that they've instituted uh, recently was that uh, all pressure irrigation systems needed to be metered. And I know a lot of people aren't happy about that but it is what it is and it's a part of the effort to uh in the long term uh to conserve you know that that important resource and so there there's a lot of work uh going in in whatever we have to do not only in conservation of water but in production and delivery of water uh, water systems and uh development of new sources and if anything, the drought was beneficial in the respect that it's brought our attention to something, to this great benefit that we've enjoyed for years and kind of took advantage of, right? Just, just figured, well, it's there. We got plenty of water. Well, we don't always and won't always have plenty of water. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that we've had,
0: uh, we've been very fortunate this year, um, in December, especially, um, with all of this snowfall and uh, moisture that we've received, the tendency is going to be to say, we don't need to conserve this summer because we've received so much water. Um, but as you look at the different information that you're getting from the state resources and different studies that are being do- done, it says that it's going to take years to correct um, the the drought that we've had for the last uh, few years. So. Um, what do you expect as we move forward, as
2: far as continuing to conserve uh, water in our city? Well, that's we're going to have to consider continue to uh, r- conserve, right? But it's hard to predict. It's really hard for anybody to predict what's going to happen with uh, the uh, uh, water, even this spring. And we have a lot of snow, but people need to rec- uh, realize that snow is kind of self regulating, right? And what that means is, is what you're dependent on to fill the reservoirs is you want you want warm days and cool nights. And if you get a spell in the springtime where it just warms up and you're above freezing at night as well as during the day and all that water comes down at once, it's hard, it's hard to contain all that water. And then we have flooding problems. We're already anticipating that we'll probably have some flooding this year because of the amount of snow. Um, but we'll be watching that. <clears throat> the state watches that closely we have better facilities to to hold that water now than we've ever had before. So I'm um, we've made some we've made some great improvements. Um but we're still going to be asking people to conserve water and change their landscaping. I'm changing my landscaping. I've been putting in some xeriscaping in my front yard. Uh, it's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. It's better if you do it at the beginning instead of trying to do it after you've already landscaped one mm-hmm. previously. <laughs>
1: So, one thing, I guess, that I feel like I always want to talk about when we talk about conservation, because a lot of people tend to just throw out, oh, it's just because you're building too much, or there's too many houses, but that's not really, it's more just Mother Nature. It has really nothing to do with adding more houses, right? Because we get shares for everyone that comes in.
2: Yeah, that's, that's not how it works. It's no. just, uh, you have to understand water rights and water shares, and those are two different things. Uh, we have... Uh, you know just this week i heard the governor you know announce that we're going to be looking at uh, how farmers use their water and start to encourage some way for them to more uh, adequately you know water their their farms if you will uh so that uh, they'll they'll they're going to be conserving water as well uh more than they probably had in the past and uh so water is every Anybody who develops has to bring in water, but developed property uses about one fourth the amount of water of previously farmed ground, mm-hmm. and so that's it the, the deal is our our population is growing, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people say, we'll quit growing because you know you're using all the water and we don't have water. I think that's more an argument against growth than it actually is you know an argument for you know conserving water or using water. But unfortunately, we still have, uh, we have a lot of internal growth here in our area. We have uh, a lot of uh, uh, children that are growing up. They're, they're getting married and they're looking for places to live and they're just not finding them. And it's, it's a pretty difficult situation. And most of my meetings yesterday up on the hill were talking about growth issues and, and what can we do better, how can we manage that.
0: Oh, that's great. So I I want to talk a little bit about why you were at the Hill and uh, your role with the League of Cities and Towns. So you've recently been appointed uh, uh, to be on a board with the League. Can you tell us what your responsibility is with that and why that's important to Lehigh?
2: Well, yeah, I've I was uh, uh, nominated by a couple uh, individuals to be put on that board. Uh, I didn't volunteer the work. It's a lot of work. And so and I'm, I'm a member of I think 13 other committees or boards, and so, but it's one I think is important. Well, I know it is. It's important to be there because uh, the League of Cities and Towns is the lobbyist group for all the cities in the state of Utah, and they make sure that our state legislators. Well, they work to make sure that our state legislators understand the issues that go on in cities, and it's hard for state reg- legislators to really understand because, um, you know what we go through is cities because a lot of them haven't been involved in cities when they, they run for a position at the state, but yet they have the authority to make laws and uh, manipulate our processes here in the cities where we still have to worry about, you know, our finances. You know, we worry about where the water is going to come from, how we're going to buy it. We worry about how the, the sewer is going to be delivered. You know, if we have the capacity to handle that. We worry about road construction and, and infrastructure and purchasing right away so that we can widen and add more lanes where we need to. We have a lot of issues that we work on on a daily basis throughout the entire year. And so these laws, we can be pretty sensitive to these laws and they can, they may help in one aspect, but we have to kind of sweep the room after they're made and and clean things up and it's it can be pretty difficult for cities so on the the league tries to help bring attention to the legislators of of these items and and what they need to be aware of and the concerns that the cities have to continue to function appropriately
0: and I think uh, Lehigh's position in the state—not not only geographically, but um, with the pl- way that we're growing and the traffic issues, and housing, and water, and all those those issues that we see—I think it's really important to have uh, that kind of representation um, with an association that represents cities, and also um, to build those close relationships with our legislators, because um, for for years Lehigh's kind of been viewed as a smaller part of this the state, and. Uh, maybe not facing some of those issues, but we're we're fastly becoming um, the at the uh, kind of at the epicenter of everything that's going on in Lehigh. So we appreciate you being on that board and representing our
2: community. And thank you.
0: All right, Mayor. Moving into 2023, what are some of your your hopes uh, or or things that you would expect to to see
2: accomplished in 2023? Well, primarily, we already mentioned the parks. As we move forward to those, I hope we can. We can find the funding and get the work done. I hope the materials are available that we need to construct uh, these facilities as we move forward. I'm hoping we can solve uh, some of the housing issues that where we need to. And and uh, but primarily, we've been working very hard to bring transit down or around the point of the mountain. What I mean by that, you know, either tracks or BRT. So we have an additional. Uh, way to uh, get people around. A BRT is Bus Rapid Transit, right? So yes. bus system. Yeah. Sorry for the acronym. <laughs> that's uh, actually
1: racking my brain. What is yeah, BRT? Yeah, yeah. But,
2: <laughs> but uh, we, Lehigh City has uh, planned a number of TODs, and just to play on that, that's Transit-Oriented Developments, and we've been working with UTA very closely on that. Uh, we have the one at Thanksgiving Point that will primarily be at the Frontrunner site, and then we have, I believe, it's six more uh, along the, the uh, Southern Rail Trail, which is the corridor that's purchased for that future transit system, be it BRT or tracks. But uh, uh, we need transit in the future. Uh, if you look at the successful transit systems uh, throughout the nation, the ones in the cities that are actually, that function very well, are the ones that were planned at a time when the, the people in town didn't think they needed it, Right. Yeah, uh, the systems that are difficult are the ones that they just they responded kind of under an emergency condition. And uh, they tried to build it rapidly. And we're we're fortunate we've got years of planning in this and there will come a time where that is that is very heavily used.
1: Um, I think it'll be great yesterday when we came down with the youth council to the league or, you know, locals officials day. They were designing and I said what's something that can help alleviate traffic and they were like walking trails and I said well we don't what's something that maybe we don't have a lot of in Lehigh and they said public transportation <laughs> and I was like oh so even the youth notice it's not as really relevant yeah. here as it is in like Salt Lake so that'll be good I think to bring that down
2: well right now you know one of the biggest complaints on transit is on, on front runner because the trains come fairly infrequently and so the state has been working on double tracking that line to make it more efficient. That doesn't mean though there'll be two two track lines the entire length, but there'll be two track lanes where they're needed so the trains can pass. That's supposed to inc- increase the frequency of front runner to one train every 15 minutes. And that's that's significant. So you'll see that uh, being used a lot. A lot of people don't use it now because they they just have to wait. They don't want to have to wait 45 minutes, you know, between trains or whatever it is and uh 15 minutes that's a little bit more palatable right so yeah well
0: there's good things coming down the road um for lehigh so we're excited about that again mayor we appreciate as always you being here with us um and all of your hard work and time and effort that you put into making sure that lehigh is a great place to live i love doing this well we love having you that's great so All right. Well, thanks for listening today. If you uh, would, please follow us on uh, any of your favorite podcast streaming uh, platforms and uh, follow us on Facebook as well. Um, And you can find the latest information about what's going on in our community. All right. Thanks, Mayor.
2: Thank you.